1: Putting on airs, we might not know much about history, we don't care. We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts. We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot. Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs, sip on our tea, putting on airs. We collected from my love of Downton Abbey. We collected, we found out we're both so fancy. Hey, what's the difference between rednecks and royal families? Only money, cause they both have sex with family. Ew. Putting on airs. That the rednecks to talk about foreign affairs, affairs. Laughing so hard that we end up falling out our chairs ha, ha, ha. Sir Trey, Sir Corey, oh what a pair High class topics with a redneck flair, oh yeah Two rednecks but we're still fancy, putting on airs We might not know much about history, we don't care We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs Sip our tea, putting on airs Two rednecks but we're still fancy, putting on airs we might not know much about history, we don't care. We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts. We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot. Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs, sip on our tea, putting on airs. Okay, it's Team Squirrel up, Team Trey. Oh yeah, we keeping it basic. He thinks that the squirrels at Corey's mom's house are racist. And you know squirrels live in the same place for generations. So Trey, you better count your days and you better count your blessings. All the squirrels that you ran over, that you think are nameless, faceless. Their families are getting together and plotting on you from the attic and basement. So even though Corey is dumb, fat, and bald, he knows how to avoid drama. Don't get squirrels involved. Two rednecks, but we're still fancy, putting on airs. We might not know much about history, we don't care. We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts. We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot. Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs, sip on our tea, putting on airs. Two rednecks, but we're still fancy, putting on airs. We might not know much about history, we don't care We gon' get drunk and we talk about yachts We gon' get drunk and we gon' talk a lot Dress real fancy, sit in our chairs Sip on our tea, putting on airs
0: That song will literally never get old to me. Are you ready to tell your special someone what they mean to you, but you can't quite find the words to properly capture your feelings? Forget generic gifts that just create clutter. Let me recommend a gift that's truly as unique as your relationship, a professionally recorded song crafted just for them. Yeah, that's our buddies over at Song Finch. Saying I love you can stir up all types of different feelings and people. Easy for some, nerve-wracking for others, but the perfect gift can say it for you, especially when that gift is truly a one-of-a-kind and uniquely crafted just for them. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, y'all, and flowers ain't cutting it this year. Forget the teddy bear chocolates and perfumes. Just go with Song Finch so you can give the gift of a, a memory that they will never Forget Songfinch is the ultimate gift to show how much you care. An original studio quality song inspired by your story that's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple four step process. Sincerely, very simple because, again, I'm the one that did uh, this song for us, so and they nailed it. To create an original song, all you have to do is tell them about what the song is about, who it is, provide some personal details, and let them know the type of song that you want. Then pick your favorite Song Finch artist, or you can get matched up with one. I picked it random and nailed it, but you can go through several if you want to and they'll pour their heart into writing, recording, and producing your original song in just four to seven days. we got ours in three. Special add-ons can help commemorate the occasion even more, like a vinyl recording of your song, one-of-a-kind art crafted from your lyrics, or adding your song to a streaming service so that you can more easily surprise your unsuspecting recipient. Songfinch is the only original music platform that guarantees that you'll love your song or they'll work with you until you do. They stand behind their community of talented artists and every original song they create. Over 300,000 of them. This Valentine's Day puts your heart on the line with a studio quality song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song on Spotify for free so you can listen to your new favorite song anywhere you go. Go to songfinch.com. That's S O N G F I N C H dot com slash poa and start your song after you purchase you'll be prompted uh to add spotify streaming for your original song for free that's a 50 dollar value this offer is only available for our listeners at our special url songfinch.com slash poa that's songfinch.com slash poa don't wait y'all get started now and by the way share your songs with us skew What's up, Airheads?
2: How you doing? Welcome back. It's time for another stirring rendition of Putting on Air. As you can see, it's a little different. I'm not in the Airstream studios, virtual or otherwise. coming to you from the ivory tower confines of the Hilton Garden Inn uh, in Ybor City, Tampa, Florida. Ebor City is a fun place, Joe. We've been here before. It's kind of, I don't know how much people know about Ybor in other parts of the country uh, it's like, it's kind of got a little bit of a slightly New orleans type vibe. It's like a, yeah, I saw you, you know, post
0: the chicken picture.
2: Yeah, they got chicken, they got chickens running around town. Uh, and they, they holler too, like chicken, hens and yeah. roosters and the roosters, you could, every now and then you'll just hear a rooster, you know, cock-a-doodle dizzy. And, uh, it's weird. I, I looked it up one time I came here. It's like, I don't know. They somehow got chickens years ago, and then they got proud of their chickens. We're like, yeah, yeah. we got chickens now. Chickens <laughs> is our thing. And now there's like it's illegal to fuck with the chickens, so the chickens just kind of got free reign of the city down here. The last time I was here, I was, uh, I was walking back from my show about ten thirty at night, and I was walking through a parking garage, a parking garage right in that connected to the lobby <laughs> of the hotel I was in, and I hear a voice right over the shoulder, I think I'm alone in there. And then I hear a voice go, hey, hey, man, like that, you know? And so I was like, I, I was like, nope. I, and I just like, you know, keep going straight towards the elevator. Cause you know, I'm still like, I'm still like part, Mall. I'm still part of me. Is yeah. You heard a black guy You were like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Just anytime I'm in a city, right? Like no, I know. If I'm in a, if I'm in a city, if I'm in a city at nighttime, I am too, kind buddy. of scared, right? Like I just, I always am. And, especially, and I don't think I'm going to be assaulted. I think that, like, I'm about to be pestered. Do you know what yeah. I mean? For money, I'm about to be panhandled yeah. or whatever, something like that. And you're or, a
0: horrible liar, so yeah, right. you would yeah. end up saying, so, hey, I don't have any cash, and he's like, well, I got Venmo, and then you would end up giving him $5,000. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm just like, nope, I'm just not going to acknowledge it. Head down, head to the door. I can see the door. It's not that far away. And he's like, hey, hey, man. And then I hear footsteps rapidly increasing footsteps and I'm like, not good. Oh no, but I still just <laughs> ignore it. Like that's going <laughs> to somehow solve the problem. Like I don't yeah. even look to see if I'm about to be pounced on, <laughs> right. I guess in my head, I'm like, if I am, I guess it's just going to happen, you know, right. May as well I'm, not I'm tense not, up. Right. I'm not going to acknowledge this reality. And I hear the footsteps close up. He's like, Hey man, Hey, Hey. And he comes up, he puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, Hey man. And I, and I turn and, and Finally, I was like, yeah, you know, like that. And he goes, he goes, you know what's up with all these motherfucking chickens running around? (laughs) Very important to him. Yeah. He just really, really, you know, because I mean, I get it. I, you know, you get there and you you wonder what is up with all these motherfucking chickens running around. Right.
0: But he, uh, he thought I'd have the answer, I guess we've been to Ybor City several times and I love it. And I agree with you that there's like sort of a new Orleans fit. Like it's like, if you think I'm gonna go to Ybor City and have a couple drinks, you're lying, you're an idiot. Uh, cause it just, it's one of those towns that kind of pulls it out of you. But like, I've never thought about this until now, but like, is, do their streets just stay littered with dead chickens that have gotten hit by the fucking Ferraris that run down there? Cause like, like we have deer in our streets, you know? Yeah, uh, it's a good question.
2: I mean, I can say that I've seen a whole bunch of live chickens in the street, but I've never, I've not yet to see a chicken carcass in the street. So they Me may either. have a whole dedicated chicken department in the city of even right. the city, the municipal department. You get assigned a chicken duty. You see them, you scoop them. You see them, you scoop them. Maybe the whole town has a you see them, you scoop them like communal policy or something. You know, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but and they just take it to the, the closest point.
0: restaurant and boom, soup. Yeah. Yeah, they also
2: Ybor City was founded originally as like a cigar rolling area. It's it, got like, a Cuban like,
0: feel to it. It does. It
2: is Cubany still, and they still have cigar shops. You can walk by with like little cute. Like remember we went with that that uh, hit an Italian restaurant we go to in DC. It's got the pasta mama. That's got the, the old Italian nana in the window yeah. just rolling pasta all day.
0: Yeah. They got that but
2: with Cuban mammals and uh cigars. Like they're sitting in the window you walk by and you just see them sitting there just rolling cigars all day. Fidel Castro. It's, I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But anyway, uh I'm a this is we fucked everything up schedule-wise, is where. I mean, I've just been traveling, I've been in Florida and this is the only real window of time I had to do it, but it kind of conflicted with Joe's time because <laughs> he's going to be on Douglas movies and he has that going on so I've only really got like forty-five minutes, and the timer has already started. And then Cho's going to figure out something else. But don't you for the worry, of it, I reckon.
0: Don't you worry, because I have several things planned to round out this episode, and dare I say, it may be the best one yet. You might find that we don't need Trey. That's not true. We do need you, buddy. Please never leave. Yeah is it is it going to involve going in on me or something? Uh, no, I've never actually done that. That's you all's thing. That's you and Drew's thing. Whenever I'm I mean, absent from the podcast.
2: Yeah, well we also do it to Drew and yes, me and Drew do it to you. So I just thought yeah, it Yeah, but the same. me and
0: Drew don't do it to you though whenever you leave. Well, uh, that as you should I mean, it's
2: a respect thing, you know. I would expect y'all to not do it to me. That's that's not true. We do. It's just that you don't listen
0: to them. So I knew I could trick you.
2: (laughs) I have seen where you take ad reads that I do and put the picture of me looking stupid over it, which is fair
0: game because well, this will hit for you. Um, that so yeah, that that picture, which we've got sent a couple more, but they don't live up at all to that picture. But this will hit for you because it's me trying to hit for myself, but then I didn't hit for myself, which will hit for you. I was gonna wear the shirt that Drew got me that has your dumb face on it for this episode as a goof. And um I have fatted myself out of it since December. So That does hit. Yeah. That does it, hit. Yeah. yeah. I I'm fatten yourself
2: out of that's always like the only good thing about it is, is it's like a, a barometer of sorts for fat. Yes, now Do you know I what know what I mean. It's like we, th- you know yes. that's always that was always my benchmark. Was always like I refute. I've got a range of clothing options, and I might fat myself out of the lower end pretty quickly, right? But I will always have a few like lit- emergency test shirts, right, yeah. or, or pants, whatever. That's like once I get to that tier, if those get tight. I'm like, like where it's like my only options are get my shit together or go buy newer, fatter clothes. Nope. I always, I I refuse, I patently refuse to purchase new clothes because I have fatted out of my old ones. So I'll walk around in like a too tight shirt while being fat for a while. And that's embarrassing. Don't hit, but, but I will not buy new clothes. And then that makes me, you know, at least marginally get my shit together. So.
0: That no, works. I'm with you. That was a real wake-up call because at the house like I'm solo dad it. it's a lot of sweatpants and sweatshirts that I've just been rocking around in, you know? And like those give you don't you can't really ever tell in those. And I went to put that shirt on and I was like, I remember being on stage wearing this shirt and not feeling this bad about myself, so I need to right. get it under control. Yeah, uh the thing I was going to talk about
2: I want to get to well, also I want to know like you were going to talk about movie stuff. Is that right? With Kurt? Are you? Yeah. Up, yeah. So you're not even going to get to movie stuff with me. That kind of don't hit for me. Cause I like movie stuff.
0: I'm saving
2: uh, the good movie thing for you. Meaning we're going to get to it before I leave or you're going to, where are going to do it? No, 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 time? no, no.
0: Next episode because we don't have enough time. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the thing okay. that I have for you will have to be next week because we, I cannot condense how insane this shit is for our okay. time together.
2: Well, as long as I get to hear it, that uh, that hits for me. You uh, will. I promise. All right. So the thing I was going to talk about was exploring, adventuring, expeditioning, pioneering. I couldn't decide on the word, but you get it. Sallying forth to parts unknown. <laughs> but before <laughs> we get to that, uh, I had a little uh, minor up top thing first. I put this in the doc. Can you see that? Yeah. I, w- I thought I put that in there. It's so funny how often that has happened. No, this was <laughs> definitely me. It's funny. Like, apparently, I'll, so I'll put stuff in the doc. This happened before, if y'all remember, with Benjamin Franklin <laughs> being in the Swimming Hall of Fame. I put that in the doc, and then I started to bring it up on the show, and he lost his <laughs> mind. Cho lost his mind. He was like, holy shit, I'm talking all about that. How'd you find out about that? <laughs> Whatever. And I was like, I put it in the doc. And he was like, No, I put that in the doc. I put it. And I was like, You. I was like, You definitely did not. It was a hundred percent me. And it's like, yeah. so sometimes he just sees stuff in the doc and he's like, That hits. Must have been me. I guess I'll do that <laughs> this week. But anyway, Dude, uh, I just perused a lot. yeah. Well, this is. It's also possible this one especially because of course I saw this somewhere on Reddit. It's also possible you just also saw it and maybe I think we're that's like the you're case. not going to put it in the doc. But anyway. So for anybody that's just listening, uh this ain't gonna hit for you, but uh it says it's a, a tweet, a picture, it says a dress worn by Queen Victoria in her later years. And the picture of the dress is the important part because Joe, how would you uh how would you uh, explain to people
0: how this dress looks? I was surprised I would say, by it. I would say that in Queen Victoria's later years, she was a right old homunculus.
2: Yeah, or like um, and this a is a bit ass. of a this is a but yeah she got a dumper on her evidently but <laughs> yeah. uh, uh I I I don't know this is an old dated reference but like there was this character actress in the eighties who did all these horror movies like I know she was in Poltergeist she was the little like the little um uh, uh medium lady in pol- pol- Poltergeist who could commune with the dead she's like a little tiny like old gypsy mamma. Mm-hmm. Who was always mystical and stuff and showed up anyway that I immediately thought of her when I saw this dress like it's diminutive yeah. y'all there is what appears to be an average sized woman bent over at the waist uh tending yeah. to this dress, and she's still bent over at the waist, her head is still eight inches above the neckline of this dress I mean it looks like a like a regal. Lady Oompa Loompa's attire, or something. Was she? I, was she in I a wheelchair? I mean, I don't know. It says in her later years she probably wasn't, but you know, I just, I never knew because Victoria, dude, Queen Victoria, like of the Victorian era, Korean right? A- yeah, right. Which is like, I, I don't know. When She's one of the goats. Victorian era, right? And there's a like you hear all these trends and stuff, fashion trends and shit. we talked about them on the show. That started during that era, and a lot of them came from Queen Victoria herself. Right. The Victorian era is when they kind—I of, I feel like when Britain really kind of fancied up. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they, For sure. They really, they really solidified their. We're not stick all up just the ass. mud fucking peasants anymore, right? In, f- <laughs> in fact, in fact, many of us have a yeah, a full time stick up our asses and wear you know bowler hats everywhere we go, and so and quiet and tut tut at people indubitably. And Indubitably. That's what they do, right? I feel like the Victorian era uh was when all that started, right? So I picture Queen Victoria as like uh a skinny Marie Antoinette bitch Sybil from Downton yeah. Abbey or something, you yeah. Know, but as she grew older. Like that's what I pictured. So this uh this picture of her dress from her later years just really kind of fucked my head up. But then I looked her up and like if you look at Queen Victoria's Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. Which I will uh, also share right now because I just pulled it up. Let's see here. I can't change it. I guess I have to share a new thing. But like. He's telling me she was built like Snooky. She just didn't. I mean, again, this is her when she's like older, but you see that picture there? Like.
0: Yeah, that ain't You it. know?
2: Like, I mean, you know, a young it's- Kathy Bates could have nailed the role of Queen <laughs> Victoria. You know what I mean? Like, I pictured, I was picturing like a Kate Blanchett type right Do you know what i'm saying like but i guess that's, and you know that's fine there's nothing wrong with that i was just personally very very shocked by this i'm sure any of our british listeners find this funny because i'm sure they all are very aware of what she actually looked like but i found this surprising as a first lady a
0: white toe i mean look at this portrait
2: right here it looks like it's of a, an that actual dress. oompa loompa or something like yeah you know what i mean so- it looks like a mystical uh caricature or something as as
0: opposed to just a royal portrait that's wild well, you bring up something interesting that I've always wanted to talk to like I don't know, the the fucking dude who wrote uh, you know, the book on like us as a species, like uh, like these people that are like really brain smart, I can't talk that are really knowledgeable about evolution and all that because like I will hear descriptions of people that, talking about these old-timey ladies who are like, she was the the fairest lady in the land, the most beautiful, whatever. And then you see a picture of them and it's like, yep. that, was, that was y'all's Margot right. Robbie. Well,
2: and- when we talked about, when I covered the petticoat affair, that lady who brought down Andrew Jackson's whole cabinet because all of his cabinet members' wives were so insanely jealous of her right. because of how desirable she was and everything. We pulled up a picture of her and yeah, she looked like, you know, the like the the bookish girl from my
0: 12th right. grade class or whatever. You know what I mean? Like not right. not Margot Robbie, like you said. And the reason that I bring up evolution instead of cuz what the argument I I've, I've brought this up to people before and their argument is always like, "Well, yeah, well now with plastic surgery and makeup and stuff like that." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on." It's true that we have had advancements in plastic surgery and in makeup. But I know people, I know girls from Chickamauga who ain't had shit done, and I've seen every single one of them without their makeup on, and all of them are absolute stone-cold foxes compared to this picture of who was supposed to be fucking Bathsheba of England. You know what I mean? Right. So we're changing.
2: Our face is changing. I mean, I think maybe you could argue that we have just been across the board improving, right? Like, not only are people, right? And I'm, you know, maybe now we're starting to slide back the other way. I don't know. But like, people are also much taller now across the board than they used to be, right? Like, right. back in the day, like, you know, it's like Napoleon was Abraham he really Lincoln tiny? was a freak. And, yeah, absolute freak. But uh, like, Napoleon's like, was he really tiny? And it's like, actually, no, not really for his day, but he was like, what, five, six or something like that. They were like, but that wasn't. That wasn't crazy short for the time. I actually think he
0: was taller than that. Like it's, it's, that was a whole, that was propaganda against him, but either way, either way he was normal for, yeah. He was, he, whatever
2: average height was for the day, he was average height is what I'm saying. Like he wasn't, uh, whatever the actual height was. We got five, six, you're right. A lot of that is, uh, you know, nutrition. And and, yeah. and healthcare and all that shit just increasingly getting better. We can grow taller, we live longer, and I guess it kind of stands to reason that also we can be prettier, we can be better looking. Right. You know what I mean? I mean I don't think that like you know a cabbage and hardtack diet would necessarily make you ugly, but like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I do. It's all we've gotten taller, healthier, prettier and smarter over right. the course of our, you know, evolution,
0: like you said, not, or advancement is a better term, but yeah. Yeah, uh, well, like me and you aren't, know. I'm I'm not saying we're unattractive, but me and you ain't no John Hamm and Ryan Gosling, but if you slap me and you, if you take a picture of us and put it next to some of the pictures of the Civil War soldiers from the 1800s, we are Adonises, you know what I mean? Yeah, also, they would be like, how old are you, gents?
2: 14. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, because, <right. laughs> because by 20 back then, you was haggard and For beat sure. all the shit. But we say back then, like, you follow that Twitter account that posts pictures from like, the fifties and sixties and shit. It's unreal. And it's a, and, and it's of people that it's like, this man is 28 years old. And then you're like, that is my papaw. Like how is right. he 28 years old? Like it's wild. And, and when like, you see the women, Kenny Stabler, who I love huge Kenny Stabler fan, obviously go Raiders, the snake. He finished his career out with the new Orleans saints as a backup. And they've got a picture of him in a saints, uh, uniform with his helmet off. And he looks like latter era Waylon Jennings or something yeah. like pure, <laughs> straight silver hair, big silver beard, like yeah. no darkness left in it, just all gray. And they're like, Kenny Stapler, pictured here, 38. And I'm like, that's how old yeah. I am. And of course, he lived right. hard as a motherfucker. And, and that'll do it too. You,
0: but sometimes, you know, in some of those old pictures, you can explain it away with like the style, like a lot, this, this happens with women a lot, like my mom if you look at a picture of my mom from the 90s when she was in her early 30s you put that against a picture of her now she looks older in the 90s but it's not it's because the way that women wore their hair in the 90s was like old mammals you know what i mean so now that she looks more modern but with dudes we have always stayed kind of like our hair don't change too goddamn much but men back then it was the wrinkles in their face at 20 it's crazy Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is crazy. Again, people smoked more. They worked harder. You know, they were out in the sun more. All that shit makes you look older. It's not that it don't make sense. Drank whiskey for lunch. Yeah, it is wild. Uh, The drinking stuff, I know we've talked about this before too, but like, you know, for a long, long time, you couldn't safely drink water. So they had to like purify water with booze or conversely dilute booze way down with water to make the water safe to drink so like children were hydrating themselves for their third shift in the fucking dirt mines by drinking ale at seven in the morning and stuff and it's like goddamn yeah no wonder nothing hit and they were all fucked up you know Like, it's crazy. But also, like, uh, you know, some people still can't be drinking water. Like, I'm pretty sure that I think even now in Mexico, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like, the hit. I've only ever been to the hidden, beautiful, touristy parts of Mexico. Right. Ever, of course. I'm a gringo. But you still, they still tell you not, not to drink the water and stuff there. Like, you know, still to this right. day, you're supposed to just drink, uh, you know, drink bottled water and shit. So it's like... It's wild that water is like the stuff of life, but it also is right. apparently real, real hard to make it yep. not kill you when you drink it. Yeah. And even in 2024, huge chunks of the world still can't do that. Like that's, yeah. that shit is wild because it's like that was put here by fucking the fake lord or the universe or whatever to like sustain right. us yet in its natural state almost always it's back, I guess I say natural state but like we are the ones who fuck it up right like now it's... That's right. We we pollute it and Pollution. shit and back in the pe- back in the peasant days they was just all poop. pooping in the creek and stuff yeah yep. right exactly so you know you can't drink poop i get that so <laughs> been saying it so but, but everything poops to... in the water though you know what i'm saying like can you it just get water that
0: only fish and beavers have pooped in do you know what I've i mean i've always wondered that too because like you know I, so i I've in the park all the time and uh, I'll be peeing out there. And um, I've always like, I always look to make sure that nobody's coming up and I always go deep into the woods against a tree, not on like a hiking thing, but I live for the day when someone like catches me and tells me I'm disgusting so that I can try to make my argument of like deer's pee out here. What does it matter? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, there has to be some kind of difference between our poop and pee and fish's poop and pee. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to drink fish's poop and pee. But are, but are we able
2: to drink fish's poop and pee? I mean, I've drank water but out of they, a spring. No, they, these survivalist shows and stuff, you go camping and shit, you got to boil your They'd water in a campfire, but you yeah. have to boil it because it'll fuck you up if you don't. And these are in parts of the, the world where, you know, there ain't people around, really. So that's just fish and deer's poop and pee, but also just why other bacteria... I don't know. I'm too water dumb to know. I'm just saying... I reckon it's a bad idea to drink that shit.
0: So forgive me if I'm wrong, but the Mexican people, they drink the water and they're just used to it, right? It's because it's different. Like they're all used to it. So
2: I thought that, but I'm literally basing this off Mark Norman, who I would tell you he's no anthropologist, right? But I like, because I heard him on a podcast talking about. He, he took a trip to Mexico City, which, again, the New York City of Mexico, right? Very metropolitan. He went down there. He actually ran into Tushar. Down, that's how I found out about this. Tushar mentioned he ran into Mark Norman on a trip oh, to wow. Mexico City. Anyway, so when I heard, when Tushar said that, because a fan of ours said, hey, Tushar got a shout out from Mark Norman on this podcast because he ran into him. And Tushar was like, yeah, that hit. That was fun. I went and listened to that episode because I wanted to hear what he said about Tushar. While he was telling the story, though he was talking about Mexico. You couldn't drink the water. He said his old lady drank the water and she got sick as fuck. Right. And, uh, Sam, his co-host was, he said what you just said. He was like, but it's just us, right? Like we, we can't, it's just, we can't drink the water, but they drink their water. Right. And he said that he, th- he was like, no, I don't think so. It's like, I don't think most of them do. Was like, I don't know where he got. He was like, I think they're mostly drinking. I think it's like, he said he thought it was like a Flint, Michigan situation. You know what I mean? we oh, like, wow. in, you know, like the people in Flint, they're not, it ain't like vacant, and I know they are us. The people in Flint are us. Right. They're also Americans,
0: but I have no idea. They that's don't seem true. to get treated like Americans, right? Yeah.
2: So in that way, they're like Mexicans, but uh, right? Yeah, I have no idea at all if that is the case or not. Because I also thought that. I thought what you just said, but according to him, that's not the case. But you know, he could have that wrong <gasps> easily. I don't know,
0: but well, then God damn, uh, that don't hit. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors in it Hey y'all, cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped, because your resolution shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and new look for your Times Square. Balls, Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean, shaven look like your boy... This trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is the time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code POA for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy New Year or Happy New Balls. Trey, let me ask you, what was the highlight of your 2023? Oh, that's right, Trey's not here, but I assume that if he was, he would say that it was spending quality time with his best friend and his favorite podcast partner, me, on this podcast, putting on airs. You know, one of my old uh, New Year's resolutions was that, hey, Corey, you need to groom your head more because you're bald, and so if you let it go, you start looking like one of the Three Stooges. But I would always get, oh, I've got to, I don't have time, blah, 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 blah. Well, thankfully... By the way, I don't ever have to make that New Year's resolution again because my friends at Manscaped make it so much easier for myself to keep trim, and they can help you too. By the way, we're introducing the MVP of 2024, Manscaped's fifth-generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer. It's your grooming sidekick. It's equipped with two skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart is desires. It's like having a personal stylus at your fingertips or, well, you know, wherever you need it. And did we mention it's waterproof? Because it is. A trim in the shower is the only way to start the day and for my men that want the full grooming experience look no further than manscapes performance package 5.0 in this grooming kit you get the trusted lawnmower manscapes ear and nose hair trimmer and essential aftercare products with the crop soother ball aftershave which y'all know is my favorite thing the lotion the crop preserver the anti-chafing ball deodorant yeah it's deodorant for your balls Bet you didn't think you needed that, unless you've heard me talk about how much you need that, because you do. As a gesture for the new year, they even threw in two free gifts, the Boxers 2.0, not the 1.0, that's for the birds, and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag, because they know good and well you're still rocking your boxers from high school. You know, the ones with the holes in it, Let's face it. Resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay. Thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at Manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer. Courtesy of Manscaped. Yeah,
2: well, sp- speaking of, you know... uh, the untamed wilds, poop water.
0: the <laughs> untamed
2: wilds, and drinking poop water outside of our own borders. I got to thinking about exploring earlier. It wasn't just earlier. I thought about this a lot. Actually, I talked. I did an episode before about like treasure hunting, about how like mm-hmm. people used to just be ded- dedicated treasure hunters, and does that still exist? And I looked it up for that episode, and there are some people that do still be hunting treasure. In a similar vein, I was thinking about like explorer, like used to. Explorer was like a job, and it's not just that it was a job like you really did be exploring like it's It's wild for us in the modern day, I think to consider the fact that like people d- used to have no idea right what what was on the rest of this planet right like, people used to like set out on expeditions they'd get the king. To give them money, because he was like, hey, he'd like hold up a map or something. He's like, you see right there? And it's just all mm-hmm. blank or whatever. He's like, here's, about China, that. Here's, yeah. here's, here's China, here's us. Do you see that? What the fuck is that? And the king was like, damn, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Right? And he's like, well, I'd like to go figure out what that is. And the king was like, here's a bunch of gold and, you know. and a See fucking, if they got cinnamon. Uh, and a schooner, not a schooner, what, <laughs> a galleon. A galleon, get- that's gold. Uh that's gold too, isn't it? A gold galleon. What's the That's in Harry Potter? Some, yeah, at least. There's a big ass there's a big ass ship that starts with a G, I think. Uh maybe it is a galleon. Galepi? So anyway. Galleon. No,
1: it's
2: a galleon. Yeah, galleon. Yeah, there you
1: go.
2: Galleon a ship. Yeah, galleons were large multi deck sailing ships. So anyway, yeah, he's like, here's a galleon and a bunch of gold. Go see what that is. Right? And they look right. over there having no idea what that was you know and think about like coming from like and look i know don't get me wrong they also went over there and killed all the natives and their gods and stole all the shit and all that and that don't hit i'm not in favor of that i'm just saying thinking about from those guys perspective like imagine leaving uh Mm -hmm. what was at the time modern a modern european city right right in spain or whatever and then winding up in the Amazon dog. Yeah. Like the fucking Amazon rainforest and how, like that shit had to feel like a literal different different planet. planet, right? Yeah. And like, and I've just always been so fascinated by that because you can't do that no more. You know what I mean? No. Like we we we've been to all the places now except for the deepest reaches of the ocean, right? Which right. I'm fascinated by. And there's people now like modern day explorers, a lot of them are dedicated to that. You know, modern day explorers, a lot of them are the people that go down in uh deep sea submersibles that are not piloted by PlayStation Two controllers and thus do not explode and die at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> but uh but because I, I feel like that's a part of human nature to like want to, to discover know, and find to disca- yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. To want to know what's out there. And you know, there's a thing on the internet. It's like, you know, born, we, our generation, we were born too late to explore the globe and too early to explore the stars. Yeah. But, and then the rest of it goes, but born just in time to get spicy hot memes.
0: Right. And that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what we so get to true. explore. but Isn't Yeah. They- I like the memes. The memes hit. Now, here's the thing. We as a species, like, we've, like, collectively, everything on Earth has been discovered. But it is nice that, like, and just on a micro level, like, this is something that really excites me, is, like, I live in the Chickamauga Battlefield. The Battlefield is huge, dude. It is absolutely insane. And there are so many different trails that even though I walk there every day, I still, once a week at least. We'll see some shit that I've never seen. And like the the thrill that I get of that is amazing. I genuinely can't imagine being, like finding something that no one had seen. And it's there's plantains there. You know what I mean? And I've never heard of that. What the fuck is this? Like, it's crazy. Yeah,
2: right. And they thought. You know, and I mean, in retrospect, this seems wild and ridiculous, but at the time, they would also, they'd hear from other explorers and stuff, they'd hear rumors of things like a city made entirely of gold, right? They're being like, right. basically like Wakanda, Atlantis. but over there, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Atlantis and stuff. And it's like, they were like, we are go find that and steal of it course. all, right? And, and yeah. turn them into Kill us. Kill everyone there. And it's like, and most of them got skint and boiled or whatever in the process <laughs> yeah. and it didn't hit. Yeah. But you know, you'll have that. Uh, But like, I get the allure, whatever. We're talking earlier about Napoleon and uh, propaganda, about him being short. Yeah. I I found out earlier in reading about this shit, you know, Ponce de Leon, who was one of the first Spaniards, maybe the first Spaniard to come down here where I'm at to Florida to -hmm. come to Florida and and see what is that. Uh, Everybody says, I remember learning in school. Everybody says that Ponce de Leon was looking for the fountain of youth in Florida. That's what he was looking for was the fountain of youth. And uh, that got turned into a whole thing just like, you know, Ark of the Covenant and and all that type of shit. Like a a mythical, you know, uh, ultimate treasure. And that this guy was looking for it in Florida and, of course, never found it. Well, I found out earlier today that also wasn't true. That also was propaganda started by people. He was just here doing the regular... Go kill them, take all their gold, and turn them into <laughs> us thing that they were all doing. Like same thing they were all doing. But what's funny about that to me is like the people. So he he his enemies and stuff after he died, shit. Just like with Napoleon, like trying to discredit him, make him look bad. They were like, let's tell people this dumb motherfucker was over there <laughs> thinking he could live forever if he drank from a fucking you know spring in the jungle. So he whatever. was let's dead when they were saying that. this. <laughs> I think so, or at That's least, I, so funny. I don't, but either way, what's funny about that to me is like even. But we think of them as being so stupid. I have a bit act right now about how stupid people used to be. It's like, but in this case, it's like his contemporaries at the time were like, if we tell everybody this, they'll think it's the most r-worded shit they've ever right. heard of, and this yeah. guy was an abject dumbass. <laughs> right. When in reality. <laughs> we like never people were like it became a mythical pursuit you know what i'm saying like nobody thought of it right. as being like what a fucking dipshit people were just but i think it is also because we're like well they were so stupid back then that he believed that you know what right, I right mean? of so course like, even their smartest just, people believed
0: in witchcraft dumb
2: enough to believe in w- yeah exactly so it's like it but it just i don't think it worked like i don't think it I don't think people learned that and were like, what a fucking loser Ponce de Leon was. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, uh, they were like, what a uh, romantic. Yeah, exactly. And that, 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 that's funny to me because I didn't know that.
0: Of all the places in America the Fountain of Youth would be, I don't think it'd be Florida. That's me personally. No, but
2: it's, it. you know, it does seem to indicate that a lot of people still think it's down here because, you know, every ancient Jew from the Northeast yeah. moves to Florida.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Buys a sweet car, gets some snakeskin uh, <laughs> boots and shit, starts acting like he's 30 again. So, you know,
0: maybe in a way oh, it I is man. down here. You know what I'm saying? And dude, everyone's 21 in Tampa, you know, like that's. Right. Hell yeah. M- never mind. So.
2: And but I just think we don't appreciate, or I mean, no, we do, but like uh, these motherfuckers, do. it's not just I get the allure of finding out what's out there, or whatever, but also like just you very likely was gonna die, you know what yes. I mean? Like almost and 90%. So, and, and so many of them did die, right? We we're talking yeah. about these like cities of gold and stuff. There was a real dude, Percy Hawthorne, I think, was it Percy something. Mm-hmm. You watch that. You see that movie, The Lost City of Z, or The yeah. Lost City of Zed,
1: starring with yeah, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie
2: Charlie Huffman. Hunnam and Robert Robert yeah. Pattinson. Uh yeah. pretty good movie. It's like it's a yeah. little slow, but it's well made. It's a good movie. But it that's that's a real story about a real dude who went to the jungle repeatedly trying to find this, like, lost city filled with treasure and all this shit. And uh, he made multiple expeditions and survived most of them. Then he had an adult son, took his adult son with him, and was like, this is the one, and never came back. And they still, to this day, don't know what happened to him. Other, the nice tribes, I don't know why I'm doing this. I guess they were pretty cool. The cool <laughs> tribes in the area like, said that they heard that they got, again, you know, skint and boiled by the not-as-nice tribes of the area, yeah. but they've never figured out what they did. And also, like, uh, what about the terror, the HMS Terror? Have you ever heard of that boat? There was a book and a sh- no. TV show about it. The TV show stars uh, Jared Harris and Kier- Sierra, Sierra and Hines. You know, Ma- oh. Kier- Karen Hines, the Mance Raider, you know, from Game yeah. of Thrones, that dude. Yeah. Uh he was also Julius Caesar in the show. Julius Rome. Caesar. He, he's uh that guy and Jared Harris and a bunch of other people they they made a show about and it's a fictionalized account. But anyway, the HMS Terror was a there was two boats, the Terror and the Erebus, both of which are like kind of metal names. You know what yeah, I mean? Which I don't know that Terror, right? Yeah. And Erebus, like the yeah. uh no, that, no, that's Cerebus. The dog that guards the gates of hell is Cerebus, not Erebus. What the fuck is Erebus?
0: Erebus is a porn genre. I was
2: thinking of <laughs> Erebus. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking of Cerebus. So Erebus is Greek for shadow or darkness. So basically, that's metal. the shadow and the terror. Yeah. I feel like those are odd names to pick for a ship that you hope will you will not perish on, right? (laughs) Right. But like, yeah, but they went with that. But anyway, uh, and they did die. They were trying, that's the the Northwest Passage. So many expeditions were trying to find the fabled Northwest Passage, which was like, you know, here's the globe, right? Here's Asia, here's uh, America and Europe and stuff. To go from Europe to Asia, you had to go all the way to fuck around here, right? But they were like, what if we just went up top like this? What if we just went over the top of the globe? And that became called the Northwest Passage, and and so many expeditions were trying to find the Northwest Passage, and they found it. That's actually a whole bunch of ice and shit up there. Yeah. And so most of them, you know, died, ice and polar bears and stuff. And and so – but I read earlier the Northwest Passage is a hundred percent real thing now. And it's also gotten easier today. It's easier now to make that trek because we have melted so much of that ice on the yeah. top of the earth Good for us. Uh, with our smoke and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Truck's hit, damn, though. it's only six minutes left. So switching to modern day, I was thinking, um, I was thinking like, does this still exist at all? Like, again, we've been all around the country, all around the world. Like, is this even still a thing? And it kind of does. There's like a handful of people out there doing it now. Some of them I don't really count because a lot of the people I found that claim to be this are like travel bloggers, right? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like me and you. And I don't. Yeah, or, yeah, but no, but we're comedians who, right, did that. As these are people, these are like, you know, white British chicks who are like. I went skiing with a Nepalese guy without any, you know, money <laughs> or phones or whatever, like that type of shit. And then they write a blog just with about my titties
0: in a dream.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> but there's some like head to toe legit actual explorers out there. I found out apparently the most famous explorer in the current explorer game, which just tells you how exploring is doing as an industry. Because back then, dude, I feel like people. I feel like Christopher Columbus and and Magellan and them. I feel like they were like famous in the time. Maybe yeah, of course. they weren't, but I felt people, you're right. Well, today, from what I found, the guy who's universally considered the hit in this current day explorer is a guy named Mike Horn. Mike Horn, who's from South Africa. And so today what they do instead is he has to find versions of things people have never done. Like he was the first guy to ever navigate the entire Amazon River on an unmotorized boat, right? So he's on like basically like a tiny little kayak. And the fucking Amazon River is like forty five hundred miles long. So not taking anything away from the guy. And right now he's on a pole to pole expedition. He's going from the North Pole to the South Pole and then back again, I think. That's what he's doing right now. And what and so that's the thing. He gets sponsored. There's parts of that trip that take him over land for those parts. Mercedes is giving this guy a G class to do that with. Nice. Right. Uh and then there's parts that are in boats and shit, and he gets sponsored boats and all this stuff, and like so he's, you know, he's not really doing any uncharted territory, but he's still exploring for a living, which I think is pretty wild. And I tried so hard to find out, like, how do you get into the exploring game,
0: <laughs> right? Like, how does that happen? And you I get one of those these... one-eyed binocular
2: things. Well, I just, yeah, that's the that's first step. But I always just assumed that, like, people, uh, I always assumed the answer to that question at the end of the day was like, have a rich papaw and be bored, yeah. right? And kind <laughs> of also want to die. Right. But, uh, or
0: be poor and have nothing better to do.
2: Well, so this guy, I found out he's from South Africa. And I found out at one point I read in his early 20s, not making this up, he made millions of dollars selling cabbage. He got in on the cabbage game. I know. What? Tell me about it. I know. He figured out a way to bring cabbage to South Africa in the un, in the in the off season or something. He was like the cabbage king of South Africa. I don't know. But he made millions of dollars. and I was like, "Okay, there you go." Cuz in my head, like you got to have millions of dollars to begin of with course. to be a fucking explorer. But according to his by, according to his story, he made millions of dollars, became disillusioned with the whole rat race and all this shit, gave it all away. At one point like, Got bought one plane ticket, kept no money after the plane ticket, flew to Switzerland, where there's mountains and shit, and started exploring stuff with nothing but an onion on his belt or whatever. And now he's like, (laughs) now he's the most famous explorer in the world, which, again, still most people don't know. But, like, he's had a hidden career as being a modern-day explorer, so I thought that was pretty wild. You've barely said anything, and I feel bad, but...
0: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Y'all, between uh, touring and writing jokes and doing the podcast and making the stupid videos, I know it seems like all fun, and it is, but my brain can be a little bit fried. And I've always wanted a safe way to chill and relax, other other than the things I used to do to chill and relax that weren't so safe. And I wanted a THC that could do that for me, but wouldn't send me, you know, completely to the moon, because I also wanted to be creative and focused and perhaps have a little energy... And I have finally found that with our good friends at Mood, because Mood is known for their federally legal THC. Now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, hemp-based THCA flower. the future of legal THC. Try it along with all of Mood's other amazing offerings like gummies, that's my favorite, vape cartridges, and more. And for a limited time, Mood is giving our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just visit... Hello and use our code. P O A mood has really been a game changer for me because I used to rely on like sleeping pills that would make me feel hungover in the morning. But with the mood, I take a gummy, which that's my favorite way. I think it's because I'm a child and it's candy uh, to enjoy this product. It is the first time I've had a positive experience with THC, and I think it's uh, it's just the way to go. So if if I sound like you, then you will like mood since thca converts to thc when you heat it you get access to that classic marijuana high you know that high school stuff before they started putting it in a fish tank and screwing my brain up and mood has 10 high inducing strains the most potent they've ever offered mood puts an end to the guessing games with federally legal forms of thc extracted from hemp plants all of their products are regularly third-party tested that's very important in drug enforcement agency registered labs they're sourced from small family farms that's nice and grown organically love that word too tested and tailored by in-house experts different strains for specific moods by the way which is also a great thing from euphoric to energize, creative, to chill, just depending on your mood because, you know, it's not always one size fits all with these things a lot of versatile products to go with whatever you're going for you want to smoke it you want to have a gummy you want to vaporize it hey do your thing great for both beginner and veteran users great tasting gummies classic flour convenient pre-rolls and so much more try moods new thca flour today and for 20 percent off your first order and a free thca pre-roll go to hellomood.com and use the promo code poa that's hellomood.com promo code poa Y'all, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, you remember the days when you was always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. However, it's in chewable tablets, and it's at a fraction of the cost. They taste good, too. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. That's a wiener joke, Everybody, The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. No visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package, which, by the way, one of my favorite parts. I don't have to go to the pharmacy to see people I know in my very, very small hometown Y'all, I've been using Blue Chew for about five years. Not all the time, but you know, just when I want to kick it into high gear, you know what I'm saying? When I want when it's a par five and I'm trying to bring out the big dog because I'm going for it in two. You understand? Does it work? Uh yeah, it does. It it works. And you know, here's the deal. Even if you're like, I'm kind of on the fence about this, you can try it for free for a month and see that you're going to love it. All right. Again, take my word for it, or hell, take my wife's word for it. Holler at her. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your new options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free absolutely free. When you use our promo code POA at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast wieners yeah
2: all right we're back to y'all this seems instantaneous but for us we just took an hour off while Cho went and wrecked shit on Doug Loves movies again i guess maybe that might be a spoiler i don't know how much his that's lead right. time is but yeah
0: that's fine
2: yeah and i Cho was the return so, so i held the belt right so you've you've won two now Mm-hmm. right yeah i think you're about to catch up with me i'm pretty sure i've won three i think i won Aailed. i won, won one in person and won two remotes. I think. Pretty sure that's right. So, yeah, you going to overtake me soon. Eh, Yeah, who knows? All right. So, uh, look, like I said, all the shit about exploring, you know, I was kind of speed running through it. So, uh, I don't know. I know you barely talked at all. So I just want to know what you think about exploring you think you'd hit exploring? Would you like to be an explorer? I don't think I would on account of all the dysentery and death and stuff in the classical sense, but also they're just cold a lot and it just seemed to
0: not hit for me, but I don't know what you think. Well, you mentioned up top, and I did have something to say about this. You mentioned you were like, man, you know, these guys go out there like knowing that there's a good chance they're going to die, you know, and like Now that most of the globe, I mean, all of the globe has been charted and there is still part of me that thinks like, I don't know, there might be one little spot that we ain't seen. Who fucking knows? But like, there were so many times when I was blackout drunk back in my teenage days that I almost died to get some pussy. You know, like Mm -hmm. knowing that it could happen. So I could imagine if you take same young me with all the hormones and the stupidity and you were like, it might be a whole city worth of gold. Then or like depending on like your financial situation, like if you're going, listen, my daddy, you know, plucked a goose and died in the mud. His daddy before him plucked a goose and died in the mud. And that's all I'm ever going to be. Unless I find. The lost city of Atlantis, the Fountain of Youth, or the City of Gold—I—I I don't know. I might, I might hit at that. I will. No, I wouldn't hit at it, but I'd try.
2: Yeah. Well, there's uh, some other dudes I didn't mention earlier who are modern day explorers, and apparently they've got their—they've had a like twelve season show on History Channel about this, which I'd never heard of. But you What's know, it's called? been running for a long time. The Curse of Oak Island. So never heard Oak of it. I- oak island off nova scotia nova scotia in uh in canada there's a there's a long-standing uh story about there being buried treasure on that island right but it's supposed to be cursed right Right. and of uh, course it is and uh, right yeah why even bury your treasure if you ain't gonna curse it you know what i mean like that don't even make no sense so yeah, some uh, old timey privateer or sailor man named Captain Kidd, uh, uh, reportedly buried a bunch of treasure on that island, and people have been trying to find it ever since. That was in he he supposedly did that in like the seventeen hundreds, I think, late seventeen hundreds. And people have been looking for it ever since there's been all these different companies that come in people set up shop and look for it it, it's on an island it's not under the ocean it's on an island it's supposed to be buried somewhere like literal buried treasure and they so people come in and they dig these holes they excavate and shit and every now what's wild is like every now and then they'll be digging down and they'll find like 50 feet under the dirt they'll find like a layer of like metal or like a wooden platform or something like that you know what i mean something that or not be there it ain't treasure right. but it don't make sense that it's there so that and then that makes them think like okay it is treasure right so they right. keep looking nobody's ever found it the curse states joe the curse states that seven people will die before the treasure is ever found and to date over 200 years of people are looking for it uh six people have died in the search for this treasure. So this, there's a current outfit up there looking for this treasure. And like I said, they got their own show on History Channel. It's been going for 12 years. They ain't found shit. You know, I don't know what people keep have died, but And none of them have died yet. But there, it's two guys, apparently, two main guys. And I have to wonder if like those two guys are both looking at each other like, I need this motherfucker to die. You know what yes, I mean? Like if this, if this dude dies, then it's my turn. That would actually be kind of a cool at least an idea for a short film or something. You set that Them up to the these, death. these two friends, they turn on each other and they try yeah. to like, you know, they each try to secretly murder the other one. Cause they think it's going to make the prophecy come true or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's a real thing. Apparently nobody's figured it out. That
0: would hit, that would hit as a short film. Now Trey, uh, I think I know the answer, but the reason that there's, the reason that buried treasure would even exist is like, a pirate has all this shit and he's like, Ooh, I can't k- take it with me right now. So I'm going to put it here. And then they go off and get scurvy and die. Right.
2: Yeah. Yes. Some version of that. Yeah. They're like shipwrecked or something. Their ship ain't seaworthy no more. They got all this gold. So they bury it and then go try to find passage on somebody else's ship so they can go get back, get their own ship and come back for it later or whatever, that type of thing. And then it don't, you know, it don't work out like that. I think most of it is not buried treasure. I think most of it is just, like, shipwrecks. You know what I mean? Like, all these, like, right. modern-day treasure hunters that I covered in the earlier episode, they're looking for, uh, you know, reportedly wrecked Spanish galleons or whatever that went down with, in today's numbers, a billion dollars worth of gold or whatever, somewhere off the coast of Jamaica or some shit like that. You know, that's normally what they're doing.
0: That's the type of shit that, like, you know, I know, you know, like the Atlantis is bullshit. Fountain of Youth is bullshit. Most buried treasure stories are bullshit. But it's like, these are the things I want them to be true so bad. Like, I watch. we just recently rewatched uh, National Treasure with uh, with I, with Nicholas Cage, who is a I've national been, treasure. I've been meaning to do that lately because my sons, even at like
2: four and five years old, those movies hit for my sons, but I also I know mm-hmm. now they probably don't remember it, right? So I've been right. I've actually been I've actually been meaning to rewatch those movies with them lately because th- those movies are great. I love those movies. They're awesome, and I want
0: that shit to be true so bad. Like I want that whole Masonic code to be like a real right. thing. It's just that like you know. We- the world is so much more boring than people give it credit for. We want Absolutely. these exciting things to be, but like realistically, it's like no, none of that shit happens. Like Ben Franklin, sure. you can't look through his spectacles and see a map.
2: Yeah, because that would hit too hard. If you're into right. that, I mean, this this was a global, worldwide cultural phenomenon. But like, if you ever, have you ever read the the Dan Brown books? Uh, or even no. seen the
0: movies with Tom Hanks. You know the Da Vinci oh, Code wait. and Angels and Demons. I saw the, I saw the first Da Vinci Code, and I've actually been meaning to rewatch it because when I first saw it, it was Tom Hanks looked so weird in it that it bothered me, and it made the whole yeah. movie kind of not hit for me. And Paul Paul Bettany's in that too, right? Don't he get whooped? i think that's angels and demons but i could
2: be wrong he's definitely in one of them and he don't just get whooped he whoops himself whoops himself self-flagell- he self-flagellates and that's straight from the book by the way um i have the books i own the books yeah but i've well, never if read you, them if you like national treasure and you desperately want that type of thing to be real you're really into that type of thing they're like pulpy page turners they're not critically respected people are like this is fucking fuck. air this is airport garbage or whatever but like if you're into that type of thing you should totally read those books because I promise you they will hit for you. Cause it's nothing did but the
0: movies hit for you. That shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty good. I've wondered if it's kinda like Harry Potter, like I've told you before, like when the mm-hmm. Harry Potter movies were coming out, I was in the middle of reading the book. Like the movies started coming out before the book series was finished, right? So right. like I was reading the books, the books were fresh on my mind. I went into the movies and I remember I didn't really like most of the Harry Potter movies. Because right. I was like, Oh, this this don't really hit. Recently, my son's been reading Harry Potter. So we've rewatched the Harry Potter movies. I haven't read the books in over 10 years, in like 15 right. years. And now watching the movies, I'm like, these are fucking great. This is yeah. awesome. So I've it was the same kind of thing with the, uh, with the Dan Brown movies, a similar situation. I've wondered if I went back and rewatched the movies now, it being years and years since I read the books, they might hit for me harder. But I didn't think they were bad,
0: even at the time. But, well, yeah, you know, you the know. reverse happened to me with Harry Potter, whereas I, fuck it, those were some of my favorite movies for so long. I never thought I'd be into them, but as it goes with a lot of Southern men, I started dating a woman, and she was into that shit, and it was right when, you know, Deathly Hallows was coming out, so I was like, well, I'm not going to be a dickhead, so I started watching with her, and I was like, it was one of those moments where I was like, you've deprived yourself of something that hit so hard for so many years, just because, like, you thought it was I don't know, for kids, which is it rich coming from me, but like I watched right. the movies and loved them. And then over the pandemic and up until now, I've read all the books and they are just fucking flames start to finish. Mm-hmm. They get better mm-hmm. every, with all of them, in my opinion. And then as I was reading them, I would rewatch the movie between books and I was like, oh man, these movies don't hit right. for me. Right. You know, and that sucks. Yeah. Because like the whole time I'm just sitting there going like, wait a minute. Why the fuck? You're Hollywood. You love this type of shit. You're not even going to do the arc with where Hermione is fighting for elf rights like they're slaves. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but you just can't. That's the thing you. I know you can't. That's that's why I'm pumped about the
2: series. Well, that's why the first few seasons of Game of Thrones hit so hard is because the first few seasons are based on books. But instead of one two-hour movie per book, it was one 10-hour season of television per book. And even then, even if you read those books, even then there's plenty of shit they leave out. But, like, you just can't—you can't adequately— adapt a book in a good hidden book in one two-hour movie. You just can't do it. Having said that, again, if you haven't read the books or you haven't read them in a long time, the Harry Potter movies are fucking great. They did a good job. But, yeah,
0: you just can't do it, man. It's impossible. I agree that you shit you have you to can't. leave out. I know that, but it's just some, to me, it's like, don't choose that to leave out. But also, like, the thing that blew my mind the most that they left out was, and I can't remember his name now, but who's the little fucking flying goblin that just farts on everybody and Makes their lives not hit. See, I don't
2: even remember. And Harry Potter, there's a flying yeah, goblin that yeah. farts on everybody, and makes their lives he, not hit. See, I can't I don't even know remember that. He that. F- it's been I so don't know long. that he
0: farts, but he's a um, he's a trickster. You know what I mean? He's one of them guys. He's a little trickster ghost that hangs out. And I read that they actually had this comedian from England who was like supposed to play him in the movie, and then they had some stupid back and forth, and he dropped out and was like, "Fuck this." Like he decided, I'm not doing this bullshit, and so they just were like, we're not doing that character in this. And it's so funny. I've like heard interviews of him where he's just talking about like, yeah, I don't regret it at all. That was a stupid fucking thing. And it's like, dog, you know what I mean? Like you would have been merchandise. It, and like, was he, it he Jack Whitehall? Hit. Was it Jack? Oh, it's somebody. Oh, no, I his. don't remember. I was well, no, no, Jack no. Lythall. I'm not saying that he don't.
2: He's like the British comedian that shows up in everything, I feel like. That's why I guess him. I'm not but, saying yeah.
0: he don't hit at all, but what I'm saying is that nobody hardly hits to the level of I'm glad I turned down Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Well, you look all dolled yeah, up. I don't you Yeah, I change clothes 'cause I'm as soon as we as soon as we push stop here, I'm walking out the door and Walking over to the Tampa Improv, which is actually not the Improv anymore; it's now the Funny Bone, I guess. Funny Bone expanding, snatching them up, right. I suppose. And I, I like the Improvs and the Funny Bones, so it's fine with me. But yeah, um, so I got to go do that here in a second. Um, but can you give me? If you don't want to, it's fine. Because if you think it's better, because you don't want to uh, like encourage people to go look shit up or whatever. But I'm kinda, I am kind of, I've kind of got some, some some suspense going. For what it is you're uh, saving for me next week, can You, you give, can you give me like a teaser or something for what you're going to be talking about? Um, Nope.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I get <laughs> I it. Out I understand.
0: <laughs> I hadn't figured it out yet. We got so much shit going on in the house. It's so Raven with like me and you getting our schedules overlapped and everything. And I was going to have yeah. Kirby come over because everybody loves Lady Kirby. And I was like, boom, we're good. We're in. And as I decided that between our recordings, I walked downstairs and my wife is literally laying in the kitchen floor with a bucket beside her in case she pukes. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. And so I'm like, Kirby, you probably don't want to come over here. So it's, it's, uh, you know, but I'm I'm going to make it hit. Yeah, I know you're going to make it
2: hit. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Yeah stay healthy over there. Don't get all fucked up. I just had a thing that I was going to say to you and now I don't remember it. I apologize. So
0: yeah. Well, I miss you. I hope you have a wonderful show. Plug where you're going to be next week.
2: I'm going to be, uh, this comes out Friday. Uh, the next shows I think are in Indianapolis, St. Louis, Winchester, Virginia, and Washington, DC. Those are the ones coming up. So go to Trey Check it out. Come and see me. Also on Trey You can find a link to me and Joe's book around here and over yonder, a comedic travel guide. I've been signing some on this run show, people bringing it to me, having it signed. So it's hitting for people. Uh, if you don't, if you're not, If you'd prefer it, you could also get the audio version, the audio book on audible.com, which me and this dumbass read uh, in our dumbass fashion, and that is for people too. So,
0: think about it. And now, Professor Cho with some airmail. Well, y'all, we really screwed the pooch on this episode. I know we mentioned it up top, but me and Trey got our wires crossed with scheduling stuff, which I, I honestly can't believe that don't happen more. Frankly, you have put in your faith in two of the dumbest uh, idiots on earth to bring you entertainment every week. And we do appreciate you putting your faith in us, uh, but it is folly to do so. Uh, and it's really unfortunate because when I found out that we were going to have the scheduling conflict, I was like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to bring Lady Kirby back because people have been telling me in the comments, bring Lady Kirby back. She was on her way to our house as me and Trevor recording the episode. Only for me to go downstairs and find my wife deathly ill. Uh, So we're going to have to put off Lady Kirby. But I wasn't going to let us go a week without doing some airmail because we have some really good ones. Uh, So first one here, Limericks are back. This is from our friend, Mary. Howdy, gents. I have written a couple of limericks that I hope give you a chuckle. I enjoy the show. Got to see you in Chicago and have both books on Audible. Oh, thank you very much, Mary. We appreciate that. Uh, I'll keep showing up if you do. We will. Two fellas named Corey and Trey have a podcast called POA. They have heated debates despite being mates. (laughs) But do squirrels feel love? I say nay. Well, I'm very uh, upset that Trey can't be here to agree with you, uh, hardcore and call me an idiot. There once was a part-time funny man whose balls were hung low like a pendulum, but don't roll your eyes when you hear of their size, or he'll tell you that <laughs> he'll tell you that you can go suck him. Your honorary Yankee auntie, Mary. It's true. I have big balls. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on this show, but on Well Read, that is that uh, is lore. It's the only thing big down there um, or anywhere. On, well, that's not true. My gut is very big right now. Please don't look at it. Okay. This is from, oh, Kim. Kim is uh, a member of Trey's Patreon and also my Substack, patreon.com slash Trey Crowder and uh, bonuscory.com for me. Kim wrote a very long email, but... I love her, and we love her for being a subscriber, and it's a good email. So, Kim, the subject line says scientific follow up and touristy opportunities. Howdy, Corey and Trey. Thanks, as always, for POA. Never miss it. You didn't mean to rhyme there, Kim, but you did. I'm not sure how many physicians listen in or how many write in, but as the most shameless and boldest of the lot, I feel compelled to comment when there is a medical opportunity. I do realize that y'all are sick of me mentioning my educational and practice status with every fucking email. I send it, and it comes across as braggadocious, but it is what it is. And screw it, I'm a doctor. It's pretty much all I've got. Okay, Kim, actually, let me say this, and I wish Trey was here to agree with me, but we, it hits for us that you do that. We like that. Me and Trey actually... T- have talked about you in our private chats because you mentioned something on my Substack Healthwise one time, and I screen because it, it applied to Trey too. I'm not going to get into the details, and I screenshotted it and sent it to Trey, and he was like, "Oh shit, that's Kim. She's a doctor. She knows her shit. I'm taking her word as gospel." So like, no, you are a big deal to us in the Sku universe and personally. So as far up your ass as you want to get with the medical stuff, all for it she continues. Anyway, just a few comments. We all get vaccinated against diphtheria in infancy. It comes along with the tetanus vaccine. If y'all haven't seen Raising Arizona, first of all, shame on you. Stop what you're doing and go watch it right now. Um, yeah, I've seen it and every other Coen brothers movie and it is amazing. You're correct. You'll remember Francis McDormand's character telling Holly Hunter's character that the baby needs his dip tet vaccine. I do remember that now. And no, we don't pronounce the H after the P, so diphtheria, okay. Uh, There are a lot of those superfluous H's in medical words like aphthous and ophthalmology. Lord, I hope I'm saying those right. Useless. Don't be paying no mind to that H, despite the fact that I am certain I have pretentious colleagues that might try to squeeze uh, squeeze in homage To that H by saying, when y'all hear me read, does it sound as stupid coming out of my mouth as it feels in my head when I'm saying it? I paused right there so everyone that watches on YouTube could look at the TV and goes, yes, Corey, as dumb. Um, I'm certain that I have pretentious colleagues that might try to squeeze in homage to that H by saying the P in a breathy way, like those who say the W Like those who like to say the W breathy in words like where and when, those people suck. (laughs) Women be crazy. The word hysteria actually derives from the prefix hystero, which comes from the Greek word meaning womb. Think hysterectomy, hysterosalphonogram. I was fine with hysterectomy, but I don't know that other one. And because, well, women be crazy, the term hysteria came from the thought that the womb was traveling all over the body. This was the general understanding for a millennia until they started letting us be doctors and CEOs and shit, and now they have to keep that fucking Neanderthal mentality to themselves. And lastly, as a gastroenterologist, I highly discourage the consumption of toxic metals to maintain intestinal regularity no matter how economical the circumstance. Talking about poop bullets here. I am delighted that this practice has been summarily discontinued, especially since it may very well have contributed to Mozart's death among thousands of lesser known folk throughout the ages. Wow, I did a whole episode on Mozart and I didn't even get to the part where it might be possible that he got killed by a poop bullet. Shame on me. Shame on you, Professor Cho. Um... Let's see. Oh, if y'all are interested in old, weird medical shit, we are. I can't recommend the Pharmacy Museum enough the next time you're in New Orleans, Trey's favorite city. I went there in 1996 during Digestive Disease Week. Yes, it's totally a real thing. And my colleagues and I were especially drawn to their vast collection of butt plugs and anal dilators. Woo-wee. Take phys psyllium Cili- powder three grams shaken thoroughly with eight ounces of cold water after each meal every day and your bowels will be regular you'll be able to set your watch by them no antimony pill or anal dilator needed your pal kim poa groupie unofficial anti to cory and trey weren't those brown butter chocolate chip cookies yummy trey oh you suck I mean, I'm aware that I'm not on tour right now, so you couldn't bring me cookies, but I'll give you my address, Auntie Kim. All right, Uh, one more, I believe we have. Oh, yes, this is from Longtime Caller. Uh, Our friend Marge, subject line, looks like work to me. English major, there is no cure. Oh, I see, this is a three-parter, okay. Oh, yeah, this is a doozy, I love it. One, in the last show, you both observed that some ignorami, plural of ignoramus, I like that, think you have an easy job. I'm just one of many audience members, but I say, hell no. I saw all three well-reads plus Dr. DJ at the Orange Peel in Asheville last May. A cherished memory. When I was reserving tickets online, I looked at your schedule and saw that the show I was planning to attend was your last show for about a month. Then I saw all the preceding dates and locations and thought, damn, this. Looks like an awful lot of work. Uh, this looks an awful lot like work. And when I saw the show, I marveled at how easy and spontaneous you all seem to be. Oh, I met you all after the show and wanted so badly to hang out with you. A, I'm uh, one of who knows how many people who want the same thing. And B, I remembered your schedule and thought they're getting a month off. They're going to want to go home and put their feet up. Well, that is always true, but we do like hanging out, especially with people like you. Two, as an Englishman, oh, and also appreciate the, uh, telling us that our, our jobs are harder and, and again, they are harder than most people think, but like, as I said on the last episode... I ain't a coal miner, and I love what I do. And let me take this opportunity real quick to say something because Trey's not here. Trey's not a sappy person. I'm a bit of a sappy person. Just because you don't hear something from Trey doesn't mean that he doesn't feel it. I would like to take this opportunity, while he's not here to make fun of me, to say that we really do appreciate y'all so much, not only just sending in the airmail leaving comments on YouTube, but just simply being here, listening to the show, recommending it to your friends. This is, this is like, it's such a fun thing. And it's unfortunate when a week like this happens and our schedules got screwed up and it seems like we weren't able to give a hundred percent to it. And I apologize. Like y'all know that that does, that is not the, uh, that's not what we ever want to do, but you know, what are you going to do? Life is life. And now everyone in my house is sick. And by the way, I'm starting to get a headache too. So that's great. Um, but this is something that we really look forward to every week. And yeah, it's something that we would do for free, I guess. Like, But, but we can't do that anymore with families and jobs and stuff like that. And we've got other things going on in our career. And because you all listen to the show and you support the sponsors, we're able to keep this show going and I really couldn't thank you more for that because, you know, as much as we goof around and uh, it, it, it just it really means a lot to me. Um, I love this show and I love y'all and becoming, you know, kind of friends with y'all through what comments or emails or whatever. Or y'all coming out to our shows and talking about how your airheads, that's it's really cool. Um, so thank you. Uh, your dedication to this program does not go unnoticed. And I love you for it. Um, all right. Let's see. Two, as an English major and survivor of a college drama club, I would also love to sit down and talk about Tennessee Williams. I'm happy to make do with email and will try deris- <laughs> derisive howls of laughter to keep it short. <laughs> Truman Capote, who could also be described as a Southern writer, agreed, went on the Dick Cavett show shortly after William's death and said, in effect, I don't want to be quippy tonight. I want to pay tribute to a great artist who kept writing every day until he died, even though the public was no longer interested in his work. That, to Capote and me, was a special kind of courage." I knew someone who lived in Key West, Florida for a while, one of William's hangouts. She said you could see him walking around from time to time, usually wearing a flowered house coat and a shower cap. I don't know what the weather is like in Key West. It's beautiful. Uh, but if it is as hot and humid as I suspect it might be, that outfit seems eminently practical. Yeah, it does get hot and humid, but like it's cool because there's the key lime pie and the, the fried conch, and uh, it's, it's worth being hot. Um, three, Why the South produces writers? My theory. If Southern writers have families that are anything like my Southern Maryland relatives, St. Mary's County, they uh, they used to have no extra money for movies and TV didn't exist, though they had radio and the only book in the house was the Bible. Hence, there were two main forms of cheap entertainment. One was sitting on the porch with friends and family telling elaborate lies about fishing, hunting, and supposedly illustrious family backgrounds. My late mother hated the fine old family talk. As a militantly logical child, she always thought, if we are so damn wonderful, why are we so damn poor? Uh, Also, if you're going to glorify anything about the Civil War, you had better be good at creative fiction. I'm so with you on that because me and Trey both, maybe me more so just because our styles are different, but people always told me when I was coming up and they tell me now, they're like, I like your style of comedy because it feels like I'm just on the porch listening to somebody I have a very conversational style on stage and like that undoubtedly came from sitting on the porch and hanging out with my granny and my family and like my buddies like me and Trey and Drew like our bonds were sitting on porches drinking and smoking and writing sketches so like I I think I think you got it there um Anyways, exercising one's talent for tall tales was one inexpensive way to amuse oneself and others. The second way? Well, my mother had about 40 first cousins. Use your imagination. Keep doing what you do. I love hearing your voices in the background when I annoy the dust. Translation, cleaning house. Yours for the empire, Marjorie J. J birch marjorie i love you so much i uh, love all of y'all thank y'all for being here thank you for liking subscribing downloading, and telling all your friends go see trey on tour go trey get our book around here and over yonder i'm at bonus that's my sub stack where i do some of my poor attempts at southern writing but you know some people like it and i like it too um Oh, and also, if you're on Instagram and you like my videos on Instagram, you can now subscribe to me on Instagram. Uh, there's it's bonus videos every every week. I'm doing a new series called Fancy Britches uh, Fancy Britches Food Reviews, which is actually sort of POA related. Um, anyways, I'm having a lot of fun, and thank y'all. And sorry about this week. Uh, we'll have our shit together next week. All right, talk to y'all later. Here's Lady Loveless. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh and leave, and when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody can.
2: They They keep keep it debonair at putting on
0: on airs, airs, putting on airs,
2: putting on airs.